welcome to today's episode of Conversations. We, you know what? We what? have a lot of conversations. I think they said this is episode How many? 197. That many times we've done this? That is wow. crazy. Just seems like we started big. Yeah, and today we're going to dive into a topic that you have been excited about recently. Yes, do you very know, recently. Do you, you're prepared, right? Yes. Okay, we're going to be talking about joy. So I want to remind you, it's though. It's so important. And don't just think this is some you superficial that, message. This is so crucial to the time we're living in. That's right. That's why Seriously. I told our producer we've there, got to talk about there's, this. There's a definitely a, a starvation of joy diet going on. Okay, but before we dive into this conversation, which is so important, we just want to invite you guys to review. When you review or rate and subscribe. Man, it really helps us get it out there further. So if you've enjoyed conversations, please go ahead and do this. So I'm going to read. This is from Speakman P. Speakman P. That's that's his that's his handle. I like. He that. says we love your podcast. So I think he's listened to it with his wife. Oops, I'm wrong. I listened to them with my 13 year old daughter. I love that. Who also loves your Messenger X app and listens to it before bed each night. Oh my gosh, that's made my day. It helps us to be strong Christian witnesses in this crazy world. I love how you share your advice on raising kids and how God has blessed you with a godly family. May God continue to bless you all. You that's all. That's beautiful. Speakman P, thank you so much and for saying daughter. that. And your daughter. Yeah, yeah, and say hello to her. We don't know her name, but hello, 13-year-old daughter. Anyway, Lisa, I'm really excited to jump into this. I woke up the other morning, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, pray with joy. We are getting ready to go into our uh, staff prayer meeting, and I just felt pray with joy. And I started thinking about it, and the scripture, the scripture that you just... This is amazing when you think about it. Paul writes the Philippian church, and he said, I always, in every prayer of mine, make requests for you all with joy. Okay, but is that just some random version? Like, is that like the John Bevere mess, mess, like, you know, like, is this a real... <laughs> is there a John Bevere No, version? I'm just saying, is this a real, like, consistent? Is that the Amplified of the Amplified? Or is that something that consistently we're being charged with? So I checked other uh, translations. Mm -hmm. And all of them, he said, I pray for you with joy. Now, the first thought that went through my mind was, yeah. where is Paul writing this letter from? He was writing it from a dungeon. So... For him to say, I am praying with you for, with joy, means that his joy was not based on his surrounding circumstances. Okay, now now that you said that, tell me the difference between happiness mm -hmm. and joyful. So happy comes from the root word hap, which is actually a, a uh, an old word that was originally used to describe fate, luck, and chance. As in happenstance. As in happenstance, yeah, correct. Okay. So happiness is based on your surrounding circumstances, how you feel, the people, what they're saying to you, how they're responding to you, whereas joy is actually a fruit of the Spirit. So think of it like this. Joy is a force of the Spirit. Wow. So the Bible says this in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, if... No, wait, I, I think you need to pause on that because it didn't say the joy of your feelings or the joy, as you already said, of your circumstances. It doesn't even say your joy is your strength. 
It says the joy of the Lord is your strength. So how do we connect with that joy of the Lord? So um, you, you've heard of this, the joys of cooking, right? Or That's the a joy really of, old book, but yes, uh, I yeah. have heard of it. Okay. I think it's just the joy of cooking. The joy of cooking. So that indicates that to cook is to be, you know, there's joy in cooking. So maybe they took it from it being a mindset of, oh, I've got to cook dinner to this is something I can enjoy doing. Well, okay. Yeah. But the joy of the Lord yes. is the joy we find in our relationship with God, which that is an eternal relationship and an unchanging relationship. Yep. So if you look at um, Deuteronomy twenty-eight forty-seven. God makes this statement that is riveting to me. He said to the children of Israel, because you did not serve the Lord your God with yeah. joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything God had done in their relationship, therefore you shall serve your enemies. Now, why are they going to serve their enemies? Because they have no strength. So who are our enemies? Our enemies would be what? Con uh, confusion, strife, depression, it would be a lack. It would be unhealthy bodies. Anything that comes after your strength. Anything that comes, anything that's an enemy, if we don't have the strength to stand up against the enemy, we're going to end up serving our enemies. So in other words, think but, of it like but this. But can you go back? Because I've heard you preach on this, and it's always been one of my favorite things that you taught. So he's saying, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness. So maybe they were serving but they had the wrong attitude. Is that a Correct. possibility? Correct. Because, okay, and just stepping back, just to model that a little bit, when our boys were little, I remember, and you've talked about this with you in the trash, I remember I had to tell my boys that God doesn't just look at your actions, he looks at your heart. And so if, if I tell you, hey, guys, I need you to go upstairs and, and straighten up the playroom, and they were like, oh, and they stomped and went upstairs, I would say, uh-oh, uh-oh, you're doing what I ask you to do, but you're doing it with a horrible attitude. You're not going to get any strength out of that, and you're not going to get any reward out of that. And God actually disciplines according to attitude. And when I say disciplines, I'm not saying chase you down with a wooden spoon. I'm just saying, wow. He's like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't trust him with that because that can't be, that's not an area they're stewarding with joy and gladness. So it's really our attitude towards God. So you can be obedient with a disobedient attitude. So think about it. Jesus said in this world, you're going to have tribulation. So he promises that we're going to have difficulty, adversity, we're going to be persecuted. All these are promises. Now, the question we have to ask ourselves, are we going to allow the difficult, the difficult circumstances that we're in, the trying circumstances, the afflictions we're fighting, are we going to allow them to adjust our attitude level? Are we going to stay joyful? If you look at the writer, oh boy, I think it's the writer of Habakkuk. He said, if the fruit tree doesn't bear fruit, if the vine's not giving its fruit, he said, yet will I, what, praise you and I will joy in the God of my salvation. So what that writer is saying is, I don't care right. what the circumstances that surround me look like. I'm going to maintain my joy. This is why I believe, firmly believe, David cries out when he falls into sin 
and he commits adultery with Bathsheba, he said, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Joy is a spiritual force that gives us the strength to fight against our enemies. So going back to Deuteronomy, Mm -hmm. all right, our kids, they got a terrible attitude. What's that going to open up them up to? That's going to open them up to all the enemies that are in that public high school, in that private high school, in their neighborhood that want to attack them. What would those enemies be? It would be the enemies of lust, the enemies of pornography, the enemies of uh, substance abuse, the enemies of strife, the enemies of gossip. So look at what God is saying to the children but of wait, Israel. wait, one more thing. And in this season, Deuteronomy, one, one of the things that God said to them, not just because they didn't like join Gladys, they complained. So yeah. the complaining... Complaining is the evidence out. of a lack of joy. If you lack joy, now you're going to complain. It kept them out of the promised land. If you look at them, when things were going great for them, they're praising God. I mean, think about it. You just saw your oppressors buried underneath the Red Sea. Right. Okay. You are praising God. And the Bible actually says they praised him. They worshiped him. They danced. Miriam got all the women. They They were just, but then three days later, they, they, don't, they don't know where their next meal is going to come from. Changed. They don't know where their water, and they're complaining. Now, what I'm saying is the complaining is only the evidence of the lack of joy, and they're praising God when, when, the, when the sea came over their enemies was as a result of the what? The happenstance, which you said, the circumstances. So what we as believers have to do is to find our joy from a relationship, which is an eternal, unchanging relationship with the living God. Yeah, but now, how do we find that? We find that in staying in fellowship with him, in his word, in prayer. So this is a battle. This is, you know, this is the thing that I find so amazing. Everybody wants a formula on how to do something in order to be successful. When in reality, God is saying, when you walk with me, You're walking with the creator of the universe. It doesn't matter what this world's throwing at you. I'm going to draw my my joy from my relationship, my eternal relationship with you. And, And I think if every believer would just stop and think about it. I mean, our destiny was a lake of fire that never, ever, 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 ever stops burning. The worms never die. That actually, that, that was our destiny. Yet God chose to rescue us from that and to bring us into his kingdom forever and ever and ever. But to develop the joy of the Lord, I would think one of the ways to do that, I, I hear what you're saying about relationships. Yeah. I'm saying, wouldn't it behoove us to actually focus on the attributes of God? And to remind yourself of Absolutely. who he is. And so if if you say, hey, this is what's going on, and yet this is who you are. Yeah. And this is what I see, and yet this is who I behold. Like if you could somehow change, turn your eyes from things that are subject and temporal to change and turn your eyes to the unchanging one yeah. who is constant and faithful and love. And It's amazing you just said that. That's what I was just going to say. Because, because I shared with one. the staff the other day, yeah. When I was saying, as I said, the Bible says we don't look at the things which are seen. Yeah. The things which are seen are subject to change. The things which you're seeing are our circumstances. Like, I'm very confused that you got your driver's license yesterday and they said your hair was brown. And I'm just very confused. You are hilarious. I'm sorry. I told the lady, I said, lady, my hair is gray. It is gray. And she said, no, it's brown. And I was very pleased. She, she She has eyes and she saw me as youthful. So anyway, so here we go. 
So where was I? <laughs> you are hilarious. Subject to change. Okay. Subject to we don't change. look at the things which works. are seen. Those are the things that are subject to change, the things which are not seen. Yeah. So the question every believer has to ask himself, am I going to focus in on the eternal, unchangeable word of God that absolutely never, ever can change? Or do I look at the things that I'm going, the circumstances? Oh, one minute I saw my enemies get buried. Next minute, where's my next food coming from? So the children of Israel were based on happiness and unhappiness. That's how Cir their, circumstances. their attitudes were driven yeah. by that. Their feelings were driven by that. The true believer mm -hmm. says, I am going to base my attitude on the eternal things of God. Therefore, my joy can't be stolen from. And then when you stop and think about it, you've got Isaiah who says, with joy, with yeah. joy, you draw from the wells of salvation. Now think about it. Salvation means deliverance, healing, preservation, soundness of mind. The way you draw strength of mind, the way you draw strength of, of, of body is from, is with what? With joy. Because what? The joy of the Lord is your strength. So, and again, it's a well of salvation, not a well of circumstance. Correct. Yes, I love that. And that salvation is eternal. And I, I love this. Um, it's really tied into our hopes. So, you know, Abraham, who against hope, he could be the most depressed guy going, well, God promised me 20 years ago. I mean, think about it. God promises him when he's 75, he's going to have a son. So you got my hopes up, God. You told, you told me I was going to have children come from my body, that the heir of my household wouldn't be Eliezer. You show me the stars. You show me the stand, sand. And it's 20 years later, and I don't have any child yet. And my wife, my wife's been barren all these years, and I'm now reproductively dead. He, the Bible says, who against hope, against natural hope, natural circumstances that were changing. He believed in the hope. What was the hope? Of the word of God that was spoken. And God spoke that word to him when God showed him the stars and then he showed him the sand. So God says, I'm going to get an image in Abraham that every time he's out at night, he sees little faces all up in the sky. He, can't, he sees 10,000 stars, innumerable stars, and they all turn into little faces. When he looks down at all the grains of sand, which are billions of grains of sand, he goes... Father Abraham, every little grain of sands rep representing baby. Abraham chose, the, the, then God says to him after he sees those two images, so shall your descendants be. So Abraham chooses to believe that which cannot be changed, okay? God's word. God's word, yep. God's promise, yep. to, right? Because he believed he was Even with faithful. 20 years later, and this is what the Bible says, he didn't consider his body. Right. So he said, yes. I'm not going to lie. I don't have a baby yet. It's 20 years, but that's not what I'm focusing on. I'm going to focus on so shall your descendants be. That kept his hope alive. That kept his joy strong. So the, 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 the real question it comes down to when we're losing hope, we're losing, you know, we're becoming complaining and all that. Are we hanging on? Or have we placed our hope in the wrong things? True, because if, Because if we put our hope in God... Our joy is maintained. But if I put my hope in a circumstance, you know, and again, you know, I, I remember distinctly, and this would tie into this. I remember distinctly, you know, having the feeling that if these people like me, include me, invite me, then I have worth. And, and then if they don't, then there's something wrong with me. And God said, why would you ever give anyone that much power over you? Why would you allow 
other people's responses, which you can't to you, which you can't control to determine how you feel at any given moment. And so when our, I'm happy, you know, if I'm happy when I'm included and unhappy when I'm not, then I've put my joy in the wrong place. I put it, I try to attach it to the yeah. circumstances. Yes. So, you know, I love what you're saying. And I think right now we have a famine of joy. We do. And I think one of the reasons is Proverbs 15, 23, a man has, or a man or woman has joy by the answer of their mouth. Now think about it. Your mouth can't be tamed. James makes that so clear. You cannot, you can tame a horse, you can tame a, a, you know, a ship, but you can't tame a mouth. And the reason is, is because Jesus said from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So in other words, you know, because James actually gives that thing. He says, well, one minute you're you're, you're blessing releasing people, the next you're blessing you're people, cursing. now you're cursing people. He was prophesying social media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, what, you know, you, it's impossible to put a fountain into a ground and get both salt water and fresh water out of it. Right. Because the fountain is not what's producing the water. It's the earth. So if you put that same, fa- if, if you got a fountain that's got bad water and you put that same fountain over to ground that's got good water, you're going to get right. good water. So, the real key is what are we what are we meditating on? What are we yeah. thinking about? What are we giving ourselves to in our thought life? In our thought life. Oh yeah, I read my Bible 15 minutes in the morning, but then all day long I'm thinking about, well, I didn't get this and God hasn't done this for me and this isn't me. Well, guess in- what? Now that's what's going into your heart. Now guess what your mouth is going to speak. So with so a man has joy, a woman has joy by the answer by the tongue. What does it say? By it the says, answer of by his the mouth. Answer of his so mouth. I would almost say you're the answer is your joy gauge, like where you've got it tied into. Yes. Okay. You have given us so many scriptures. I want to read a couple of them Okay. and I want you to feel free to highlight any of them, but we're, we're going to need to, to yeah. go through this kind of fast. Isaiah 51, three for the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden. He and her desert, like the garden of the Lord, joy and gladness will be gladness will be found in it. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. So think about your waste places. Wait, that's, th- that's just what you're talking about. Yep. Voices, answer. Yeah, yeah. Like your waste places are where you're like, wait a minute. I, 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 God promised me this, and I'm in a desert right now. Well, God said He's going to turn that desert into a garden of Eden. So you have to hang on to that word. And that's what God did for Abraham and Sarah. And that's why they're called the father and mother of our faith. Do we sing once it happens or do we sing until it happens and sing, sing our way into it? Because I have found there's so many things that God is like, you just need to sing in this season if you want to see something in the next season. So, all right, uh, Isaiah 61, three, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning, the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So the oil always speaks of the anointing. Right. If you remember what God the Father said to the Son on the inauguration day, this is when he made him king of the whole universe, right? Hebrews chapter 1. He said, because you've loved righteousness and hated lawlessness, therefore God, thy God, has anointed you with the oil of joy. What? More than your companions. So joy, the evidence of the anointing of God being on somebody's life is joy. Okay. Okay. It's not based on circumstances. It's based on what? It's based on, on who God loving is. 
God's word, loving it, and hating what opposes God's word. Not disliking what opposes God's word. Hating. Because you've loved righteousness and hated. Now, let's quote it differently. A lot of people love righteousness but dislike sin. No, no, no. You have to hate sin. Then God says, the oil of joy on you will be above your companions. Wow. Acts 20, 24 says, but none of these things move me, nor do I count my, my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy. Not yep. with Paul's talking about prisons and chains yep. awaiting yep. him. Yep. And he says, finish I'm not going to focus on the chains because nope. the Holy Spirit actually warned me there's chains and dungeons in my future. He, he said, said but that to you or to Paul? He said that to Paul. Okay. And Paul's saying, that doesn't, that. that's not what moves me, right? Because I want to finish my race with joy. Yep. So he's going to focus again on, wow, I'm going to get an opportunity. Because in that chains and tribulations, you know what God said? He's good. He said, you're going to stand before leaders, especially Caesar. Jesus kept reminding, the Spirit of God kept reminding him you will go and you will stand before Caesar. And so Paul kept his focus on that. Okay, I might have to go through some chains, some jail, but I'm going to stand before Caesar. Again, I want to say to everybody listening, you're not going to have a promise from God if you don't give him time to speak to you. Okay? Abraham had that. He didn't have social media bombarding him. He didn't have CNN headline news. He didn't have all this stuff going on. He has this time where God can say to him, this is my promise. Mm -hmm. So now he's got a promise that he holds on to. A lot of our believer friends out here that are listening to us, you're not taking enough time to be quiet to where God can speak his promises into you. Paul knew, I'm going to Caesar. So I know there might be some change, there might be some dungeons, but I'm getting to Caesar and I'm going to get to preach the gospel to Caesar. And that kept him joyful. Yeah, and James kind of echoes this. In yep. James chapter 1, verse 2, it says, My brethren, I would also say, my sister, <laughs> the family of God, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. And then he actually goes on to say that the trying of our faith works. It's it. actually endurance. It, it endurance, says patience, and patience. One, but it, it, the, yep. the meaning is endurance. And endurance means you have the ability to stand strong in the face of adversity. So we're not asking you to be excited about what's happening. We, are, we want you to be excited about what's going to come out of what's happening, that you're going to have endurance, that you're going to have steadfast consistency. Well, I love the way the New Living Translation, he, James says, count it an opportunity. What's the opportunity that you have a chance to grow your endurance. So he says, it's an opportunity to be joyful. Why? What's the opportunity that's before you is to grow your endurance. So if you think about endurance training, athletes do that so that they can perform better when the, right. when the crucial time comes. Well, if you focus in on joy, and, and that, that scripture, when it says count it all joy, that word all, you know what that word all means? Yeah. It means not let there not even be one even little particle of sorrow. So see a glass. There's not even one particle in there that's other than the water. Wow. In other words, you got a hundred chain lengths and one chain link is weak, weak. That chain's only as strong as its weakest link. So James is saying you got to have a hundred percent joy because if you have a particle of sorrow in there, if you have a particle of looking at the circumstances, you will not have the faith to get through the trial that's before you. And Lisa, I know this is sounding hard, strong, 
But I want our listeners to be able to face these adversities that many of them are facing, and I want them to get through it and see God's promise on the other side for them. I love that. Hebrews Hebrews uh, 12, 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, Yep. who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And you know, I always love to tell women that we were the hope set before him, that there was this beautiful hope that included Th- us. That include the men yeah. too? Okay. Uh, all so, of us, no, yes. I, no, I'm joking. Yes. Well, you know, there's a lot of people out I'm there. I'm trying that to be funny are, like no, you, But Lise. there's a lot of people out there that would be upset that I would be talking to men. So I just... Have to say I love it when you to preach to women. men. Uh, actually, some of my men friends said that you're you're one of their favorite preachers. Lisa, right. I want to I want to comment yeah. on that. Um, he's our example, right? Absolutely. Okay, think about it. What's facing him? He knows he's going to be what? Have his beard plucked out, punch in the face. He's going to be spit on. He's going to have lead, lead, lead whip tips going into his back, splitting it open like a hot knife and butter. He's going to have a crown of thorns. He's going to be be uh, put on a cross. How did he endure that? The joy set before him. What was the joy? The promise of having many sons and daughters in his family. That's awesome. Well, there's a ton of scriptures. I would love to see you guys read, you know, these for your time when you're alone. I love Romans 14, 17. It says, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. Do you hear that, my Italian friends? But righteousness, (laughs) peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So and I, I want to close with this. Yeah, the, the, one of my favorite All scriptures the, in the New Testament. Romans like 12 15, more. Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you all with all joy and peace in believing. So in other words, what is the hope? It's that vision. It's that word he spoke to Abraham. He saw the stars. He said, so shall your descendants be. He produced a hope in him that Abraham held fast to. Okay, so now may the God of hope, think about that. He is the God of hope. So if, if you went to God and you came away hopeless, you didn't meet with God. Whenever you meet with God, you really meet with God, you encounter his presence, you will come away with hope, okay? He is the God of hope. He will fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Believing what? Whatever he showed you, whatever hope he put before you, he'll, you'll have joy, you will have it in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of God. I love how passionate you are. And then I want to close with one last way. Uh, Psalm 81 and Psalm 89 both talk about singing aloud, singing aloud, not just listening to music, but opening up your mouth and singing, sing aloud to God, our strength. It says in Psalm 81, make a joyful shout to the God of Jacob. And then Psalm 89 says, blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. They walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. Mm, And we need to actually have some light on our pathways. So I want to just thank you today for tuning in again, please rate, review, subscribe to the show, share it with your friends. It actually really helps us get it out there further and farther. And if you haven't already downloaded the messenger X app, my goodness, we got the sweet 13-year-old daughter listening to it every single night. You are taking this away from your kids. Let them do that. You can start your journey of growth. There is books, audio books. There's books on eBooks. There's courses. There's short films. There's short teachings. There, it's just, it's amazing. And it's in 115 languages. 116 now. 116 and languages. And all they have to do is go to, to the App Store. Type in Messenger X or go to Google Play if they have an Android, type in Messenger X. Or if you just have a computer, MessengerX.com. And they can even start a group on the app. They can say, hey, we want to go through 
called, or we want to go through killing kryptonite, or we want to go through lion. And let's make sure that this can, is clear. Yeah. It's not a strange group. It's the group you choose, you your friends who are in your phone's It's not contacts. stranger danger. Right, That's right. right. Okay. So grab two friends, go through a course together. And until next time, this has been Conversations with John, Mr. Joy, and Lisa. Thanks for listening to Conversations with John and Lisa. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, be sure to check out our other shows in the Messenger Podcast Network, including The Godmother with Lisa Bevere and Let's Talk About It with Sons and Daughters. You can also connect with John and Lisa through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget, you can download the Messenger X app today in the App Store. Until next time.